When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Pluto. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Schmoda! What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilmore. I'm joined by Frank Janish. And uh, we're coming off the heels of a legendary match in the Movie Trivia Schmodown. We just saw Chris Jericho take on Kevin Smith. I almost said Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith in the their, both of their debuts in the Movie Trivia Schmodown. It was a phenomenal match. We are going to talk about it. But right before we went live, as everyone in the chat is already talking about it would be um, irresponsible to not acknowledge the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, the actor most known for playing Black Panther, also Jackie Robinson, James Brown. Uh, the list goes on and on of, of the projects this man was in. Um, he died at the age of 43 from stage four colon cancer that was diagnosed in 2016. He had been battling it since then privately. And he passed away in his Los Angeles home with his wife and family at his sign. It was confirmed via his official Twitter account. So um, that's, I think that's where we start. And we have to obviously say rest in peace to the great and legendary Chadwick Boseman. It feels that, Frank, 2020 has been a year where we continually are saying a tragic goodbye too soon to someone. We start off with Kobe Bryant. And now we're at Chadwick Boseman, both legends in their own rights, in their own fields. I will never forget, ever forget, going to an early screening, a Tuesday screening of Black Panther. And uh, Farrah and I went, the float, 
and we were super amped to go see it, and it exceeded all expectations. I mean, perfect. I mean, well, I remember seeing him in Civil War, uh, the character of Black Panther, and how awesome it felt when he jumped off of something, and then when he landed, there was no sound. And I'm like, oh, here we go. This is Black Panther. Then when you saw the movie, it was so brilliantly done. And Michael B. Jordan and, of course, Chadwick Boseman were great in the film. You saw what was an important character come to life for so many millions of people across the world. Um, but including you and I, it was important to see him uh, and that character come to life. So I, I'm, I am so, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of flabbergasted that this even occurred. You know, my texts are lighting up, tweets are lighting up, people talking about it. Um, I mean, I throw it over to you, Frank, uh, about Chadwick Boseman, the tragic passing. Yeah, I, I was stunned, just absolutely stunned uh, to hear this news. It's um, extremely sad. You know, you list all the great movies he's been in and the characters he's played. Yeah, Black Panther, uh, that movie had so many, so many um, important, um, it was just an important film. And for him to embody that and carry that, you know, I, I don't think they could have found a better person to play Black Panther and, and portray that role and have it mean so much to so many people. So, um, and he just seemed like, just like a great, great dude, you know, just seemed like the nicest guy. And like, I don't know him from Adam, but just seemed like he was the nicest guy. And, you know, the last movie I ever saw him in was the five bloods, the Spike Lee uh, movie that was on Netflix. And um, I thought he was really good in that for the role that he played. Don't know if you saw it, but it, um, I do recommend it if you haven't. You know, I, yeah, I guess yeah. that's one of his last roles. I don't know if he had anything else in the can that hasn't come out yet, but yeah, you know, it's it's tough to hear loss like this, um, especially because you didn't because you especially the loss that you don't see coming, you know, and that's yeah. and that just makes it more tragic. And not not that you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, just I know all, 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 death, all death is tragic in, in, in many ways, but some death is celebratory. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Whenever, sure. whenever Stan Lee, if we're talking about Marvel, whenever Stan passed, of course, we were all saddened, but it was also a celebration of his life, looking back at his accomplishments. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman was 43 years old. Um, I mean, it's not old at all. No. I, uh, or you know, just two weeks ago, I had to attend my cousin's funeral. Who's 37 and I had the same thought in my head. I was like, wow, you know, it's just this is the big they were still at the beginning. Yeah. For 43, you're still at the beginning. Yeah. You know, and I felt like Chadwick Bozeman just now entered. I mean, 42, of course, um, got him to me. That was the first time I remember seeing him in film. But Black Panther, I mean, it was a billion dollar grossing film off a property that little to no people knew. Outside of people in our world of like the geeky comic book guys, but a lot of people had no idea what Black Panther was. It grossed a billion dollars and it got nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards of that uh, year, that following year. So, um, super important film for a variety of reasons. And um, he was Black Panther. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he, he. It was almost as if he really was T'Challa, the King of Wakanda. Wherever he went, yeah, and I mean, wherever he went, it was. I didn't. It didn't matter if I saw him in an interview, an award show, um, anywhere. You'd always see him do 
the Wakanda yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. He wept it. He felt that. And so many millions of people continue to feel that Wakanda forever um, um, vibe that he brought. And again, I'm it, it. It was just so shocking coming off of what was an incredibly entertaining night of the movie trivia showdown. Yeah. One of, if not the, the most fun nights I can recall yeah, having watching the weird showdown. swing, really, you know, for us in our showdown community to having what we got and believe you me, we're going to talk about it, but, uh, and then to come back and come back to reality, you know, in a sense with this news, um, it just actually, you know what, it just, it just really does make me appreciate everything that we have and, and, and built within our community. And we have in here, um, when things like this, even though, you know, it sucks to have it as this kind of reminder, but I think it would be uh, negligence if we didn't um, yeah. acknowledge that part of our community that, look, we're all here for each other. And, um, you know, we have this great thing in Schmodown in common and, you know, we have fun with it. And tonight was a great night for the Schmodown. Yeah, no, it was a great night. A great night for the Schmodown. We're going to get into it here just in just a second. Uh, again, I'm seeing a lot of people yeah. weigh in on, on the chat again. Guys, please keep your comments respectful in the chat. I mean, don't don't be that guy right now. Um, but Tim Sim said to hear that to just hear that Chadwood has passed away from cancer. It just sucks having one of my uncles just passed away from cancer recently. R.I.P. King, uh, Tim. I'm sorry for your loss as well. Yeah. Um, in that, and I feel you know it was like this when Kobe passed, man. It really was. It when Kobe passed, I remember just being so sad. I don't. Uh, I just remember being so sad. Okay, Frank. Yeah, you'll be right back. Um, I just remember I'm gonna mute Frank here until he, uh, till he comes back. I just remember being so sad when Kobe passed, you know, and when he, um, when he, when I got that news, it was the. It, although I was, I was sad about a lot of celebrity passings. When Kobe passed, it was like the first person that I ever like celebrity that I remember like crying over. Like I was yeah, shedding tears yeah. over Kobe Bryant, and um, and again it was it was on right before the Royal Rumble. I was going, I was on my way to the Royal Rumble in Houston, like excited, and then you hear Kobe Bryant passes, and you're like, oh, wow. And this this yeah. this really feels the same. And um, he's an icon, and uh, I I really don't know what else to say, man. It, it's again one of those shocking things. We're we're literally sitting here notification comes on and then we're live. So these are our yeah. immediate reactions and thoughts to this. Um, again, thoughts and prayers to his family, all of his loved ones, his close people, the extended Marvel cinematic universe family, which I'm sure that he has. I know that black Panther two was something that was being actively worked on um, and was announced. And um, th this is one, and these are people in the chat. Look, no one else could ever be black. Panther. Yeah. And, and and honestly, like we, out of respect, we just leave it at that because that's all. That's, that's it. That's, that's all. It. He is Black Panther forever, 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 forever. Um, so we're gonna do our best to now transition into talking about the game in which we all love, the movie trivia showdown. But Frank, I feel like, I feel like we do like a soft restart. <laughs> yeah, you wanna, you wanna. I'm gonna hit the intro again. We'll okay. come back. <laughs> and we'll do our best to entertain you and talk about what was such an entertaining game. Here we go.
Caputo. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Schmodown Rundown. Introducing first, Frankie Janet, and the host of the Schmodown Rundown, Brad Gilmore. What's up, Movie Trivia Schmodown fans? Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown, the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. My name is Brad Gilmore. You might know me by another name. You might know me as the Boat. You're my dream boat, for sure. Hashtag best of all time. Hashtag best shoe. Hashtag boat life. Hashtag I'm on a boat and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the truth, Frank Janish, a.k.a. West Coast Frank. That's right. That's right. That's right. A.k.a. the wind chill, because sometimes the truth is just that cold. You like that one? You like that no, one? I don't like that one at all. No, <laughs> Say that it's a wind chill. The wind chill. You know, like because because back in Chicago we they have the wind chill. We, it's the windy city, but we get the wind chill. You know, right off the lake. So I was like, oh, act, yeah, maybe, maybe wind chill. Okay, because the truth can be just that cold. Oh man, Frank. There's something are. there. There's something there. You are a hilarious individual. Come on. Um, we're coming off of an entertaining event in the movie trivia, Schmodown. Two matches which are unforgettable, excuse me, for a variety of reasons. Um, <laughs> first off, Ben Bateman, Andrew Guy 2 was something. <laughs> it was a thing we did tonight. <laughs> it was a thing that we saw. And then, of course, Chris Jericho versus Kevin Smith was awesome. Why don't we talk about a couple of things that happened earlier in the week? Um, speaking of Ben Bateman, I saw him and Mike Kalinowski throwing plenty of jabs at one another in the uh, Twitter sphere. And I guess I should throw this up real quick. We're about to talk about it all. So switch off of it if you haven't seen it. It's very much recommended. Um, Mike Kalinowski lost in the first round of the tournament. That was also a thing. <laughs> that was also a thing. He was supposed to be in this match. It was supposed to be him and Andrew Guy, and then we would see, and the winner of that play Ben Bateman, and the winner of that plays Dan Murrow. Mike said, championship number one contender, ah, I'm all right. I'm going to go in the tournament because I can get more points for my faction, which is currently, I think, still in first place. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. That didn't work out too well for Mikey Boy there. Just won the championships in the teams, but in the singles, Scary, P -p 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 Perry, Nemiroff was able to knock KO out. Or not knock him out, knock him out of the tournament. Pretty crazy. You know, it's... I, I wonder how Kalinowski... I mean, hindsight's 2020, right? Because you don't yeah. know that you're going to get this type of performance that we got from Andrew Guy. Like, if Mike Kalinowski knew that, where he would pretty much, if if you got this this version of Andrew Guy in your match, if you're Mike Kalinowski, then you go, okay, well then I'm in a number one contender match going up against Ben Bateman. Do you, you know, that's two points as opposed to the possible three for the first round win in the tournament. So, yeah, you can debate back and forth whether it was a good move or not. Sure, hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I don't think he should feel like. Wow, this is the Andrew guy I could have played. I don't think he should feel like that. I think he did make the, still made the right mood, the move in lieu of how this match 
uh, was played by one Andrew Guy. So I don't know if that talk is going to be out there, but I myself would be like, you know what? I, he still made the good. He still made the right move. Did he? I, Did I do. He the right move? Because I mean, it, in theory, yeah. In theory, he made a good move. Um, and, and I think Mike would probably be the first one to tell you he he thought his chances fared better in a in a uh, tournament format rather than having to play Ben Bateman and then play mm -hmm. um, Dan Merle, even though he's beat ba Ben Bateman before. You know what I mean? And yeah, a Dan Merle and team. Look, these are these are two players that Mike Kalowski should beat. He should have beaten Perry. He probably should beat Andrew Guy as well. And when you go with with that mindset, you know, I still think you made the right move because the win over Perry's worth three. The win over Andrew would have been worth two. Now, like I said, you can second guess all you want and go right on ahead. Be my guest. I I, I won't listen to you because that actually just didn't make any sense to me. You made the right move in the end, so he shouldn't feel bad about it. But you know, he's got he's got. He's got to defend the team's belt coming up anyway. So he's got, he's still got bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish. I can't talk right now. Bigger fish to fry. To fry. Bigger yeah. fish to fry. Um, yeah. So that happened. We also got Mark Andreco versus Matt Atchity, uh, which was a fun match. Wait, hold. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to address this. Hold on. Becky, yeah. In hindsight, but we, we can't play this game with hindsight. Like, that's not how this works. So, no, none, none of this worked out for Mike, obviously. But you can't you can't base everything off of hindsight. If we did, then everyone's wrong almost all the time. So that's just sorry, sorry. You, well, yeah, you took his example yeah. and it didn't work. That's true. Hey, do you know like um, how the term Karen is now? You know, yeah. there's somewhat of a derogatory term in, in in certain ways. I have a sister-in-law named Karen, but that's neither here nor there. Um, that's the Becky is that name for me. Not not saying not not it means Karen, but every time I see the name Becky, Becky I always good hear. Hair? Yes, I think uh, <laughs> yeah. you always want when I'm not there. You should call Becky with the good hair. And then when yeah, Jay Z yeah. says, I'll, "I'll f up a good thing if you let me, leave me alone, Becky." So I so I'm sorry, Becky. <laughs> uh, no, I love Becky. Me. Becky, uh, it's always in here. So. Yeah. No, Becky. Becky's good people, but I'm just saying when I see the name, it's like when people see Brad. They think of extremely handsome individuals. Uh, maybe you like know? a different brand. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Bradley Cooper, Brad Pitt. Need I say more? Um. So so uh, we saw Mark Andreco and the Big Kahuna. What's his name? Mark Matt Atchity? Is it the Big? Yeah, Big Kahuna. The Kahuna. Big Kahuna. Kahuna. What is yeah. a Kahuna? Does anyone know? It's a. Uh... Uh, he cahoons. No, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to this Lance Sterling, Lance Sterling, $2 super chat. Bateman scoring 21 without round three echoes last year's run. Might agree with that. Um, Hamstract. I hope I'm saying that right. How about Frank chill factor Janish? No. Okay. I'll go to bed now. No Hamstract. <laughs> you keep on, keep it on. Canada rocks with that $5 Canadian, you know, I think Bibbs may have a point. Too much emphasis on character can hurt the game. That match was a mess. Drew was unfocused. Okay. That's nothing new. Let's talk about that match. Yeah, yeah. The, the character, like, emphasis on character, that's nothing new to this. We know that that's a thing that happens 
to players if they go down that route, a la Matt Atchity, Modoc versus Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that can be the case. So that's nothing new. And that's a calculated risk when you play a character that you take and you bring it into the match the way that Andrew Guy did. Now, I will also say, I don't know. It's hard to actually say how much of a character, portraying a character in a match actually affects your mindset it's hard to really quantify that on a surface level you can say well he got a couple that he shouldn't he should have got um and you're probably right but at the same time he's been at this a long time i mean he played a character against dan merle so you can do both you can do both yeah it's just it's a calculated risk and and how it and how it turns out yeah, no, it's 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 a calculated risk. Um, but for Andrew Guy, I will say, and this is just me being blunt and honest, and I and I hope that no offense is taken to this by anybody. But when it first was happening on the stream tonight, I was like, okay, can we not? <laughs> can we play the game? You know what I mean? Like, can we not do sure, it right now? Sure. You're a purist. I, I get it, Brad. No, 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 no. I'm the, I, I'm the furthest thing from a purist. <laughs> I think true. No, that's true. That's true. I'm the furthest thing from a furthest. I'm the furthest thing from a purist. I don't know why I sound Irish. But I, I was thrown off by the wet shirt and the – because I was thrown off when he did it in the inter, in the show with Jen and I earlier this yeah. week. I was yeah. thrown off. Like, whoa, whoa, wait. What's going on? Like, I'm, I wasn't expecting that. And it's fine. I, you rolled the punches. But I will say about after his little introduction and then Ben Bateman started doing his and then they were able to go back and forth with one another, he sold me. It was phenomenal work. He, I yes. was laughing. I was, I mean, I was, I was reading the chat and just chuckling nonstop at him throughout this match. And this thing that he kept doing, <laughs> and like looking off to his side, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. He 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 was playing very well as a character. Now his movie trivia was very bad, and it was remnant of the first Houston match, was it not? A hundred percent. And I remember again, you and I, uh, we were out there, we were hanging out, we saw Andrew Guy at Mark Ellis's comedy show. Um, he was a little inebriated the night prior. Yeah, and that. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. And he um, didn't play his best. But I will say, they just put it in the chat. Nobody calls Philip Seymour Hoffman PSH was so funny when he said that tonight uh, in, in the match with Bateman. He had a lot of great one-liners, but his trivia play was not on point. Yeah, and it, it also kind of said like he should have been in a number one contender match. Say that again? He didn't feel to me like he should have been in a number one contender match. Yeah, no, no, it, it really didn't. Um, you know, it's when we talk about Andrew Guy and his performance as a trivia player. It's <laughs> what's that? What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you I'm laughing, laughing at when we talk about Andrew Guy as a trivia player. Oh, you that, that makes you laugh. Is that that I'm makes you laugh? Right. After tonight, it makes me chuckle. I, w- I will yeah. be honest. Yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm also getting to is his play with Drew McWeeny and the family. It was very up and down. 
you know, he would, in the tournament, he had like a good run and then he kind of fell off and he's had a similar run like that when he was with team action, when they were in the tournament in 2017, he had a good run and then he kind of fell off. And uh, so he goes in these peaks and valleys and it's all about, I think, you know, the mindset, but then when you throw in the character uh, that he's playing, uh, I think actually would be a good time to bring up this, this comment here. Uh, the bring super, it up. Super chat. What's it? Which one was it? Was it Alex I got it. Uh, Canada rocks. Yeah. I've done improv for years and what type of character you play absolutely affects how you think Andrew's choice of character. Not good for a play. I certainly think there's merit to that. I, I know so. Malcolm had a comment in here about playing cocky versus playing this type of character and how, yeah. So I definitely think there is something to do it. And again, calculated risk uh, what type of character you're playing when you want to implement it how heavy you want to go into it um and then and this goes off of that alex q five dollar super chat i think it had less to do with guy's character and more with struggles with the online format guy list for the audience here's the thing alex go back and watch the match in houston right it's there yeah no exactly i mean he was as intense as you would like or think he would ever be in a match like that and look he he got hit with opponents and then or and then bayman had double spinners and everything was working against him shmominati right so that can deflate you whether you're in a studio or a live audience but there is something to be said for players who who really thrive off a live atmosphere having to try and transfer the transfer and modify their game to an online format uh, that just doesn't work with their overall game. I, I do chalk that up a little bit to Kevin Smets. I think he's a guy who who loves that live atmosphere, loves playing in front of a crowd, whether it's big or small. But when he played Chandra that day, it it was he was just him in his room, you know. And that's quite an adjustment to make when you've been a player who thrives off that atmosphere. It's an adjustment to make that you can't really quite prepare for. I'm not saying that it's an excuse for why someone wins or loses, but I think. It's certainly something to take into consideration. Um, I'm not making excuses for anybody. I mean, everyone's on the same format. Everyone's going to ask the questions and all that. That's all fair. So, like I said, I want to make I don't I don't want to make it seem like I'm making excuses. But I do like the the comment said here. The type of character can certainly influence whether you're loose or you're um, high strung or intense, and I think that certainly can benefit you. Um, yeah, Becky here again. Guy's not a normal contender. This match for entertainment, and I thought it was hella entertaining. For First sure. Part, Becky, phenomenal choice of words when you used hella. Um, <laughs> great descriptor of how this was. It was hella entertaining. Yeah, the match is phenomenally entertaining. 21 to 9 isn't what you expect to see in a number one contender match. No. Now, it's not as bad as when Alex Damon initially won the Star Wars championship. Go back and look at that stat line. Woo! But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was an entertaining match. And I think mm -hmm. that it was a good display for people who may have been watching the Schmodown for the first time uh, for the Jericho Smith uh, yeah. main event. This was good for them to know, oh, okay, this Ben Bateman guy, he knows, this, he knows his stuff. 21 points, that seems pretty impressive. And then this Andrew Guy guy, oh, he's kind of like a comedy character. So, oh, this is what the Schmodown is. It's a character-driven but movie trivia driven game sport, right? I mean, I think it was a good 
showing. And then that the promo package leading up to it was also very oh, good. You saw the – here's the thing. The first thing you see, if you're a wrestling fan tuning in to see Le Champion, Chris Jericho, the very first thing you see when you go into a promo package was a wrestling ring and Booker T in there. Yeah. I mean, you're like, oh, this my looks people. great. <laughs> These are my people. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I thought that I thought it was a really good idea for this match to go on first. And here's the thing. Now Ben Bateman is going to go up against Dan Merle for the second time. I told you in February, I told you after that several times um, that Dan Merle, Ben Bateman in Atlanta was phenomenal. It was one of the best matches I've ever seen, if not the best match ever. Now we're going to get it again. Do you think the result will be any different? I don't know. I don't know. Because look how he played against who's the boss. I'm sorry, with, with Shazam. And look how he played today against Andrew Guy. Now, look, something that they're probably going to tell you on backstage on Tuesday is that this match was taped before his live match with Shazam. So he had this great play, perfect First round, perfect second round to knock out Andrew Guy. Didn't miss a thing. Didn't miss a steal. Didn't go to multiple choice. He had a perfect, he was perfect. Perfect, perfect. Through the first two rounds. And obviously other people out there will say, well, he didn't play the third round, so is it really? Okay, that's that's a discussion for another time. The way he played today, uh, I think bodes well for his match against Dan Merle. However, I don't think he's going to get the types of opportunities that Andrew Guy gave him in this match. Not just for like a knockout or a TKO, but in terms of, uh, you know, is Dan going to slip up here and there? He might, but I wouldn't count on it. So that means Bateman does have to play this perfect type of game that he has shown he is capable of, uh, of playing. So he did that here on this evening the online format he's talked about it how it's not really his thing and he might he's got he's got to get used to it but so it's i don't know and dan's played a couple matches now uh on this online format he might be used to it he might feel the rhythm of how everything works you have to give the edge to dan Merle, whether it's online or in a studio or in a wrestling ring for that matter i would still give dan Merle the edge here and I think I think it might be a comfortable defense for Dan Merle. Oh wow. Wow, 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 wow. Frankie boy Janice. I'm going I'm going out on the limb on that one. I think you it might bring be last defense. week's energy into this week because last week obviously Ben Bateman did not have the greatest performance of all time. And this week he had a commanding performance. Definitely tale of two. Um, matches, but I will say it's always a smart bet to bet on Dan Merle. Um, but I said this back in the day, if, back in the day, back in February, it feels like an eternity in 2020. But uh, back in February, I said that Dan Merle is without a doubt the greatest player of all time. But I did say Ben Bateman is the best Schmodown player ever. And I still think that Ben Bateman is the best Schmodown player ever. That's why I'm going to pick Ben Bateman to go out there and regain the movie trivia Schmodown singles championship. Okay. okay. And you know what I can say to that? 
Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. You know who didn't want that Roni? Ben Bateman. He wanted no part of that Roni. You're absolutely right. But it, but it does need to be stated, though, that Ben played great against hey, my guy, guy. Can He stay, played perfect. Can stay, excuse me. Can you all stay, please stay respectful of each other in the chat? Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. this is, yeah. I know I'm not trying to acknowledge it too much, but yeah, we need to. All right, peeps. All right. We don't have any chat mods, so, you know. Yeah, please keep, please, please yeah. keep it, you know, respectful. Continue. But Ben Bateman, he played great. You can't deny that. So it does give me pause for sure, but I, I think. Especially with the type of damn Earl we saw post the corruption match, that's Ben Bateman's going to meet that version that real, is real soon, real, real true. soon. And you know, and who knows what type of strife there is within the Finstock Exchange because Gucci was mulling over whether he's going to put Finding Fathers or who's the boss in or somebody or another combination. You know, I don't know if that ruffles. Bateman's feathers or Merle's feathers going into this match. What's once again, they're in this situation where Gucci has two players going playing for the title. Good for him. Great spot to be in, but managerial duties. How does he handle this situation? What did he learn from the Atlanta event? Well, we're going to find out because I tell you what though, I would tell you right now, Bateman would not want Gucci as his manager going up against Dan Merle even more so in an online setting. So that's just how I read the situation. If I'm basing it off of everything that's happened this past year, Bateman's comments, how he views the online format, what he said about Finstock and all that. That's, you know, that's how I kind of read the situation as of right now. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you may, you bring up a good point with Dan Merle and his fieriness uh, post match after losing the team's championships, but I don't know, man. I think that uh, I think that Ben is is motivated. And here's the thing: on I think it was on backstage. It might have been on one of Ben's streams. I am not completely sure, but he almost confirmed what you and I speculated as being the case of who's the boss being Finito. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there that you and no. I look like geniuses. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, for for sure. So, but any there's a lot could because look at I don't think it's going to happen. But what if Finding Fathers gets in this tournament and they get bounced in the first match. Who? It could happen. That's if crazy that's things if, happen. That's if it is the Founding Fathers, right? So I don't know what the hell they're thinking over there. But and I so know, like Gucci has said stuff on other streams, but in terms of official announcements, that's what we're going on, people. People in the chat. So <laughs> that's what we're going on for you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll see that match. It'll happen eventually. I'm excited to see. Uh, the 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 rematch to the what I think is the greatest match I've ever seen personally um, in the movie Chubby Schmodown that's being Ben Bateman versus Dan Marble. Why don't we talk about the match that really was fantasy booked before it was ever reality booked? Yeah, that's true. People were always like, whenever there was a periphery interest from Kevin Smith and then from Jericho, there was this vibe that hey this match might be happening right we are no we want to see this match happen and then when free agency came around it was a reality thanks to two people kevin smith and chris jericho no thanks to roxy stryer 
and Koi Janjru for pulling off these free agency signings that were really the talk of free agency before it was like, remember like the day before free agency, it was who's going to get Sabrina Ramirez. That was the talk. Yeah. Really, it was that was the biggest, and rightfully so. She 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 was put herself in position to be the most talked about competitor. Then I hear from different sources that I have. Wait a minute, Jericho's in play. Wait, Kevin Smith is in play, and then I find out before it was announced because I know people that they were both signed. I was like, well, how do you not make that their first match? 100%. And then I heard rumors that that wasn't going to be the first match. They were going to play other people first. And then I heard rumors of, you know, you know what? They're actually going to both be in the tournament and the match yeah. will be a first round. In the t- yeah. These are all rumors that I was hearing from different yeah. people. But this, the what we got, this is exactly how it should have happened. And I'm so glad that this was the match we got in the ways that it was. Everything in the everything that you wanted in a Kevin Smith Chris Jericho match was there. The biggest thing that we were worried about is will there be a disparity in the trivia knowledge or will it be a poor game? And it wasn't. It went into sudden death. What four questions in or five? Four. Four. Four questions into sudden death. It ends on a Batman Returns question. It had Kevin Smith. Okay, wait. Let's just start. From yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's. A, there's. Yeah. There's you're worked lot. up, Brad. I can tell. You're worked up, and you you want to talk about it all. This is a great match. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Sm- Kevin Smith, Chris Jericho. First of all, Chris Jericho is so entertaining. He's so funny with his trash talk. And when he – so they show the promo of the buildup, which you and I were in, by the way. Shout out to us. Um, we were in the in the promo. Yeah, it was always cool to see. We're, we're in more of those these days. We must be saying something right. You know, brother, it's <laughs> what I told you about Brad's. Yes, no, okay. Um, <laughs> but promo happens, this build up to the match, the smack talk is happening. I'm very excited. And then Chris Jericho comes off complete heel a champion like he can be. You thought that him dumping on Ace was bad. He comes in, he's like, I've been sitting here for 12 minutes and just hear you idiots talking like I'm ready to play. It is so. So was funny. that not the most refreshing thing you've ever heard? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll respect oh, American Frank Janice. I'll, I'll respect American Christian. No, no. <laughs> Frank Jan is taking shots. Canada rocks. I see your super chat. I'll get to it when we get to that point in the match because it's very important. Yeah. Um, so they start. Let's just get to the start. Roxy's talking great smack. Koi Jandrew continues to be the most delightful human being in the history of the planet. Just super nice. Kevin Smith is super nice. We're, we're excited to see it. They start the battle. Right off the gate, one-to-one. Boom, we're going. We're moving. We're moving. Then, well, not yeah. quite one-to-one. Was it one-to-one? Yeah, yeah, it was one-to-one. one-to-one. Oh, I, I, the second I question. Yeah. yeah. And then right. the second one, I think they both got? Yeah, one. they both missed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they then Jericho started having more struggles as Kevin Smith started to really put it together. Ke- but Jericho, not without lack of knowledge, just couldn't quite get it, right? He couldn't White pulled the right one. And it was Rocketeer. He puts Rocket Man. It was yeah, stuff yeah. like this. He knew it, but he just couldn't pull it. Matt, I think it ends in the first round seven of four. Right. So seven points. Let's talk about them. That is a great showing by anybody. Seven points in your first match is pretty damn good. 
especially if you're a guy who doesn't study for this, like all the other people. Like, remember right. when when um he's literally off the street for all intents and purposes. Yeah, remember when Ben Goddard and RB three? I think they both got. Did they both got both get a perfect round in their first match? Uh, I know Goddard got one. Yeah. I think they both got perfect rounds. I correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, but it was. I don't like, think oh. RB three is perfect, but yeah. Okay, well Ben Goddard got one. And I was like, wow, look at this, Ben Goddard. But he studies for it, right? He's ready for it. Kevin Smith, one question away from getting a perfect round, just like you said, right off the street. Jericho, not far behind him, had he been able to say well, They did it both. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off again. They did both have perfect rounds with the bonus. Shoot. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said, Frank Janish. It's like I know more about the showdown than you do. It's like uh, you almost. <laughs> but um, but then, so we, we get out of that 7-4. So really big lead there by Kevin Smith. Impressive showing by Kevin Smith. Chris Jericho, like I said, if he could have put one or two more two more things together and got his mind off Orange Cassidy and the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, he could have gone in there and really started a wreck shop, and we could have been closer after that first round. After that, did you think what I thought? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we might have a runaway train here. I I didn't. If only, I, I guess my, my confidence in that wasn't probably as high as you. Sure, there's a tinge of that, that, that you feel when it's 7-4, to four, Kevin Smith comes in here, and you're like, oh, I think this dude could probably hang fairly decently. I'm like, I'm getting like that vibe. Because yeah. he was... His recall for the most for the most part in that first round, really throughout the match, basically for things he knew, he it was fairly quick. I thought, you know, for a first time player. Um, and by the way, I got to say right off the top, you know, a lot of people were wondering how would they do with the rules and the JDEs. These guys are on top of it as much as as you would think they could be uh, for first time players. I think Coy and Roxy did great jobs of of drilling home what the rules are, the JTEs, the multiple choice, and all of that. Uh, for They play they played this game rule-wise better than all their first-time players, and, and that's a testament to Coy and Roxy, first and foremost, as well as the players themselves for wanting to get it right as well. And, and that just speaks to their, their professionalism from where they, from the industries that they come from, right? Not to put anybody else down. Yeah, but I will say this. JTEs need to be replaced. There we is a to, strong argument. There is a we movement. need to take his face. I, you know, look, JTE, legend of the game. All due respect to you, my brother. But I think he's in like Arkansas or Kansas or Wisconsin. Yeah, it's all the same. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect for anybody from Arkansas or Kansas or Wisconsin for that matter. But they need to re put or re dub and rename and then re symbolize the JTE rules. It needs to be Jericho heads at the bottom and it needs to, what is Jericho? The excellent Jericho, the excellent. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is that um, JTE is a legend, so that's, that's going nowhere, but I do like, I, I think it would be funny to have JTE's face, but also named as Jericho, the excellent. I think yeah. that would be very JTE. Um, once again, getting slapped around by a wrestler. Now, if you're an old Smoke No fan, you know what that's about. So, Roddy, Roddy Piper, another Canadian. Um, so, anyway, I think that's what should happen. So, you're right. They were very well coached. Roxy Stride did a great job. Um, uh, Corey Jericho Jandre was did. totally ex excellent. That's what it is. Jericho's totally, totally excellent. Yeah, oh. absolutely. 
Koi's know? management. No, I didn't. Koi's <laughs> management was supreme tonight. Every who did that? Every <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, they're taking control, Brad. They're taking control. Because <laughs> you know what I meant to do? I meant to hit this one, but then it popped in as I went to go click it. Okay, well, and, click it so I can read it. Damn it! Scoop popped in there real quick. Koi's management was supreme tonight. Every match he manages better than the last. He has focused and really helped. Focus, Kevin, through the match. A plus. I agree. Let's hit the round of a. Oh wait, let's hit the round of a. Yeah, what a joke. Um, Kevin, or, we're all over the place. We are. But I think you could say the same for Roxy as well, to tell you the yeah. truth. No, Roxy so, did great. Roxy yeah. did great, and she did great about also keeping up the smack talk. So anyway, let me let me get back to it. 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 We go to round two. Now, round two, I thought was going to be very interesting because there were some things like Matt and Ben, Kevin Smith on the wheel that Kevin Smith, I think, yeah. was pretty good in. Uh, other 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 categories. So when he spins and we get opponent's choice, I'm like, OK, now we're back, baby. Y2J, Y2J, Y2J. So I thought we we're going to get back into it. Chris Jericho gives him Meg Ryan. And here's what I thought was interesting. You talk about Roxy Stryer's managerial skills, why she was so great. They had discussed if this scenario were to happen, mm -hmm. what would we give him? And obviously they said, let's go with it, Meg Ryan. So they give him Meg Ryan. He actually does pretty good in Meg Ryan. Misses what, one out of four? Yeah, he gets yeah. one out one out of he misses one out of four for a total of six points. What I loved about that though was before even a question was asked in Meg Ryan, Kevin Smith was throwing up a little knowledge to be like, oh, yeah, you threw me Kevin, uh, Meg, Meg, uh, Meg Ryan. Well, here's this little, she was in this movie, right? I forget yeah. what, what he referenced. In the cut, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah, in the cut. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, this could be pretty good. Yeah, man. And uh, he, uh, he gets the six out of eight points. But Jericho picks up a very necessary two point steal. Yeah. Um. In in Sleepless in Seattle, Kevin Smith said you got mail. The other, you know, not that was Tom. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when he gets Sleepless in Seattle, I think that definitely swings things. Now Jericho goes up, spins disaster films, and he's like, "Wait, I can spin again, right? Yeah, we're gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, we get out of here. Let's let's roll this one up. So he gets um. Spins again and gets a punter's choice. And then the the talk between Koi Jandro, and I saw Koi in the chat. I hope Koi can can talk here because I think that it was a little bit hmm, how's the best way to put this? It was a little bit silly to pick Kevin Smith. And the reason is Jericho's been in what, two Kevin Smith movies? Sure. So you would think that prior to, as an actor, this is at least what I would think. If I were going to be in a Tarantino film, what's the first thing that I think I'm going to do? Let me go through this guy's catalog. I'm going to run through these movies real quick because I want to be able to get a feel of, of what I'm in for if, if, I had, if I was unfamiliar. I'm sure Jericho, prior to his first and second Kevin Smith film appearance, he was like, let me go watch some Kevin Smith movies. You know, let, let's see. Let's see what we're going. Let's see what's going on here. Let me let me get used to it. So I think that that was probably not the best choice. He should have gone with his gut and said, hey, he spun away from disaster. We have the opportunity to give him disaster. Why don't we give him disaster? Disaster works for you, right? Should we do that? Yeah, let's do disaster. He went away from that, and it really blew up in his face. Jericho was able to come back and pull some great points to get them tied going into the third round. What do you think about that approach from Coy and Kevin Smith? 
I think was it fair for Kevin Smith categories to be on the wheel? Yes, it was fair. Yes, it was fair to have Kevin Smith on the wheel. It's it was a wheel slice long before he was ever playing in the showdown. It would be one thing if if all of a sudden the Kevin Smith slice just popped up because now he's playing. That'd be one thing, but it's right. always been there. So uh, that's either 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 either. Wow, that is either more there. Heather, wow, I'm just really trying to save time on combining words, I guess. Uh, Kevin Smith. That was a very emotional evening. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith giving Chris Jericho, Kevin Smith. Yeah, probably. I don't think it was the greatest move. Um, it's hard, though, to say that definitively one way or the other. We've never seen Jericho play. And I don't know what types of conversations Kevin Smith has had with Chris Jericho in regards to to Kevin Smith's entire catalog of film. So only he would know that really. But I mean, it, we were like, come on. It, it's, it's just, it's just ripe for the, for the taking deal with him, Kevin Smith. And because here's the other thing, if you give Chris Jericho, Kevin Smith and Jericho bombs on it, it's, yeah. you know, what does that do to the mentality of, of a player? So especially a first time player, it's like, dang, you know, I can't even beat him at his own game. You know, he dealt me his own slice, like the arrogance. And I got, and I couldn't overcome it. You know, that could have been beneficial for Kevin Smith in terms of, you know, a mental warfare aspect, but Chris Jericho, man, he, he, um, he did work in that, in that round. And man, it was, it was on from there. Yeah, it, it, it was on from there. And then we go into the third round. We're tied going into the third round tied. So that tells you Jericho was able to really pick up some slack and get back into this thing, make it competitive. Goes tied. And what was so funny is I think that Jericho said something earlier in the match. And the chat, please remind me. He said something earlier in the match where he was like, we'll probably go all the way to the end tied and have to go into overtime. I think he, he said something like that, didn't he? Oh, wow. He I said don't... something like that. He was like, because I think that they were tied after one to one. And then he was like, oh, you know, watch us be tied. All the oh, way. yeah, something, something like that. I think you're something right. Something like that. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Did he predict this before it happened? Um, and I guess we should talk about this before we get into round three. Coy Jandrew brings this up. <laughs> yeah. Live free to die hard. He did say that after a multiple choice. Does that? It, that's wrong, right? <laughs> because it's multiple choice, you know, I can – See the argument for why, like, look, he just misspoke. It is an option, you know. He heard okay. the name of the movie and he said, "Live free to die hard." Live because it's live free. Yeah. I get live it. Die hard. Live if this happened, if this was in another match, it's one hundred percent challenge. I think. Uh, but look, benefit of the doubt. Come on, you know. Yeah, I think that in this one, we're like, okay, yeah, let's just keep it moving. Yeah, we get to round three. We're tied. Um, I believe they both miss their two point question, right? And then we go to yeah. the three th three pointer, the Cliff Booth question in Quentin Tarantino. I think it was a layup for Jericho because he's such a big Tarantino fan. And I think that Jericho tells a story in his book that he and Quentin Tarantino ended up hanging out one night and watching a bunch of old spaghetti westerns together. I think maybe I'm making that up, but I'm pretty sure that happened. So uh, that that was very interesting, and so I thought that he was going to get that. Kevin Smith gets his three point question. 
we go to the fives. Jericho could have won this match. And this is why a rematch is yeah. necessary. It, because had he listened, he pro- he seemed like he would have gotten the Haley Joe Osment question for who played Forrest Jr. and Forrest Gump. Because he was thinking of who played young Forrest. Which yeah. I can understand getting tripped up on that. Because when you're thinking, oh, who played little Forrest, little Forrest, little Forrest. Oh, yeah. So I, I could mm-hmm. see that. But that is the old school. Um, that that was the old school, uh, 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 you know, screw up of not hearing the the proper context of the question. And Roxy Stryer ends up reminding of that going forward. Then Kevin Smith, it goes to him, and for a five pointer, and he, he misses his five pointer. So now we go into sudden death. Did you ever, ever? Think that this was possible in this match, uh, Frank, to go into sudden death after three entertaining rounds of action. I didn't, to tell you the truth. I was not expecting sudden death, and 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 I also never really ever expect sudden death in general. So why of all matches when I expected for this one? But I tell you, I sure am glad we got it. That's for damn sure. Oh good. Man, I, I was I was thrilled that um, we we got sudden death, but. Before we get into that, we do need to bring up the fact his that five point, this is a five-pointer, man. So let's go to the – we had a super chat from Canada Rocks. I'm going to throw it up here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Canada Rocks. Canada Rocks. Oh, almost lost it. Smith missing Bruce Willis for his five-pointer was awesome. You couldn't have written it better. This is something that we have to talk about. So if yeah. you listen to the SEN Live appearance from Kevin Smith or if you've listened to Kevin Smith at all since the year 2010 to 2020 – when referring to the movie Cop Out, a movie which, by the way, I recently watched uh, maybe two months ago, month and a half ago, much funnier than I remember. That movie is hilarious. If you've never seen, have you ever seen Cop Out? I have not. Dude, it's really, really funny. I mean, I'm Tracy, definitely going to watch it now. <laughs> Tracy Morgan, whole nother level. And Bruce Willis is really funny in it. The guy who played the crazy dude in um, um, Scandal. The, the show, the TV show scandal. I don't, I don't watch those soap operas. Hey, man, uh, what's your name's in it? My girl, Carrie Washington. So I mean, fair enough. <laughs> got my got my eyeballs. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, cop out. If you know it, you know that Kevin Smith legendarily had some issues with Bruce Willis on this particular um, film, and he and Bruce didn't really get along on during or after this. So for him to lose the game or, or not be able to win the game in regulation because of a Bruce Willis question was, as Kendrick Lamar said on a song with Drake, poetic justice. And <laughs> it, it was so hilarious to me. And he's like, of course, of course, it's Bruce Willis. He was like, you know how they took Kevin Spacey out and put Christopher Palmer yeah. in that yeah. movie? I take Kevin's, uh, I take Bruce Willis out and put James Gandolfini in his place and everything, which was just a hilarious line, really funny. Um, and that was the thing about this match was it's so entertaining the whole way through. And then uh, we go into sudden death. Chris Jericho, we go four questions in. Chris Jericho gets it wrong in the Batman Returns um, question of who ran. For mayor, the answer was penguin. Jericho put what? Two face. Two face, right? Which is, I I know why he went with that. Because Harvey Dent 
in the yeah, right. 89 and he's like a political figure. He's the DA and what have you. So I understand why he went there. So it wasn't an off the wall choice, but yes, it was Billy D, right? Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, absolutely. Billy D. Williams. Absolutely. Um, which he would have made an excellent two face. <sighs> yeah, I would love this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who I think would have made a great Joker? Andrew Guy. Oh yeah, he's already. <laughs> but I think Phil Hartman. Oh, would have been a phenomenal Joker. I think it might have been too hokey for my life. Oh no 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 no. But maybe uh, yeah, he's dude's talented. He probably could have pulled it off. So he, he could have. He should have. Um, anywho, Kevin Smith wins the match, and your winner, Kevin Smith, who he was the favorite going in. Most people thought Kevin Smith was going to win this match. But I don't think that people were giving Jericho as much credit as he deserved. And he showed this man knows movies. He knows movies. And he can go and he can compete. I think we need to see the rematch, brother. It was a it was a schmospiracy is what it was. <laughs> have Kevin Smith on the wheel. If I'm Chris Jericho, I'm challenging Kevin Smith again in a stipulation match. No Kevin Smith or bar the category is barred from ringside. A no Kevin Smith match, category match. And then let's I mean, see. do you really say that considering how well you did in the category, though? Yes, because it's a conspiracy. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what he said about being on dancing with this man was on dancing with the stars, and they got rid of him because he was the well rap. then there should be no wrestling questions uh in, in these matches, you know, no yeah. ready to rumble, no um Hulk Hogan movies. What was the um, out of here? No uh, yeah. suburban commando. Suburban commando, yeah. Uh three <laughs> ninjas, high noon and mega mountain. Get it out of here. Okay. <laughs> no holds barred. Get it out of here. Right. Um, no movies from Dwayne Johnson, J Dave Batista, or John Cena. I think that we can create these terms and we can go with them and we will be um a okay. Or as Canada Rock said Leave Kevin Smith on, and there should be a wrestlers and movies slice. Hey, there you go. Canada rocks. I like how you're thinking, eh? Um, I think that that is what we should do. But I will say this match was awesome. It was phenomenal, entertaining. It was everything you wanted. I think, I mean, I, I know the chat doesn't always update when you're watching it live, but at one point it was like four four point five thousand watching live. Yeah, got close that. to five thousand. Yeah, I think I think it got up to five and price more since then because you've been able to watch the match since we've been on here. So um, I think that I think this man was great and I want to see it again. I think we need to do a rematch. I hope Chris Jericho and Kevin Smith both stick around for a very long, long, long time as a part of this game. Um, Jericho, the not Jericho the excellent. What was it? Uh, it was <laughs> totally excellent. Jericho total Jericho's yeah, totally yeah right yeah, yeah. Jericho's totally, totally excellent yeah. yeah and I think that the schmodown is officially the schmodown is Jericho the schmodown is Smith you saw Paul Walter Hauser the guy mm -hmm. from Ant Man I can't think of his name off the top of my head you saw Booker T you saw a lot of people uh, weigh in on who this is who was going to win this match and apparently we have. 17,000 views on the match already uh, at the time that we're recording this. So by the time we wake up in the morning, it's going to be at 40 or 50. It's going to be over. It's going to be one of the most viewed matches ever. And I think that's why we need to bring it back and we need to run it back. Let's do 
Jericho Smith too. And you know where we're going to do it? At the Spectacular, brother. Hey. Spectacular. Let's film it. Put it in the can. Do whatever you got to do. That match should be at the Spectacular. What say you, Frank Janish? Why the hell not? I mean, I d- definitely want to see a rematch. And what bigger stage than the Schmodown's biggest stage? That's a great way to open up spectacularly, if you ask me. I think it would be great. Um, so, Frank Janish, we've talked about a lot. We've said it all. Well, we've said it all again. But what <laughs> else do we have to say? We just got to run through these tournament matches. Yeah, let's do it. That's what I was going to get to. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so, we first started out with. Uh, Real quick, Tim Sim said Jericho versus Smith match of the year. Nope. Oh, it's up there. It's up there, but not the match of the year. It's a, it, it's going to be a, fi- a finalist in the voting. I would say it might be. It might be. Top, and you know what? Sure. Top I five. Have no interest no in doubt. this match. I have no interest in Roka versus Jericho. <laughs> Wait, who said that? Abernathy Ra. Yeah. How about Abernathy no, Nah? <laughs> zero interest. Uh, um but anyway you were saying let's go through these tournament matches yeah because we got us what, what do we start out with um andreco and matt Achity. yeah andreco uh, comes through man yeah i mean yeah. solid first round i think that's normally what we get from him it was all about what we can see from matt Achity. he hasn't played in quite some time the whole rules thing i think i think it gets a little bit overblown <laughs> what's that i still think he's not 100 percent clear though no, 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 no. I think he admitted to, ad, admitted as much, but I think it gets a little bit overblown. Like, I get it. Like, he's also working on it. And, and you know, he was very um, upset with himself throughout this match, missing things, not getting into the JTE, you know, and I think yeah. he's finally juggling, honing in on mastering the rules and playing a knowledgeable game with the trivia. And, you know, when you're trying to do that for, like, I guess really the first time ever, you know, you get a little bit frustrated. You miss things here and there. So I don't, I, I mean, I always love seeing man actually in the showdown. He's been around since 2015. Uh, there's no reason to think that he's going anywhere or that his, his interest has subsided. Certainly didn't seem like it after the match. He seemed pretty fired up and wanted to get back at it. But when you look at Andreco, you know, I've, I've always said Andreco's career and performances have, has been up and down. He can, once he rides a wave though, he, I mean, he can be as dangerous as anybody. And when that first round, he went perfect with the bonus. And then his, uh, his second round, less than desirable, four points. Um, he did pick up a steal and didn't even have to do any much work in that final round. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what his follow-up performance looks like in the next round. Yeah, um, and Draco, he's someone who's actually watched every single Schmodown match right. ever and is getting ready. I think that this was a good tune-up. There's a good warm-up. I think he's going to go far in the tournament. We'll see. We'll see. I, like I said, I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I mean, if he can put up these types of first rounds consistently, he'll be in every match. Right. He'll be competitive. So, Absolutely. He'll yeah, be competitive. Uh, then we get Tim Franco versus Tom. Now, when this matchup was first revealed, I was like, Tim could do it. Tim's going to give him a run for his money. He's going to oh make him work. And both of these guys worked. For, for in this match and Tom had to do a little bit more work and he did and he was victorious the first rounds the second round I mean the whole match nearly th- these guys nearly mirrored each other throughout the whole match and it just comes down to a, do you know a five pointer and that's what a lot of these elite type of matches and elite types of players that's what the game 
is going to come down to. Can you hit these five pointers? Will, will that luck be on your side? Can you pull out an answer from nowhere to win a match? That's what you got to do at when you're facing elite players in these top elite matches. And this was a first rounder. Um, I think it's evident that, that Tim Franco knows a lot. I think when you look at this match and you're looking at forecasting for next year, I think Tim Franco is somebody you would want to have on your faction. If, if for anything, just the knowledge he can bring yeah, and then work on his gameplay, work on the, all the other stuff. But knowledge wise, I think, he he's someone you should look at, but Tom, who you want to talk about character and knowledge all in one package. This is another, this was a textbook display of how to do it for this particular type of, of character, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, him getting uh, James Bond movies was great. He did well in James Bond. There was a couple of hard questions in there. Um, the, the on her majesty secret service was one where I was like, oh, I don't hmm. know. And he went to multiple two. So I didn't feel too bad. And then, um, um, but Tom, even with long hair and seeing more of his face, which was a little shocking, <laughs> um, he, uh, he, he's a force. He's still a force, man. Don't let that Tom and Paul ma- uh, match from earlier this season fool you. The man is still a force. He's an absolute force. And I'm interested to see what happens going forward. I know we talked about Mike Kalinowski and Perry Nimrov, but why don't we talk a little bit more about it? Perry Nimrov. A lot of people forecasted this, though. They said this was a possibility yeah. of, of a potential bracket breaker uh, for someone. And um, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked, but I was surprised. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was more surprised how we got to the conclusion. Because what we got from Mike right out the gate was great play. Perry, not so much, right? And then things flip in that second round. And it, it's just sometimes it seems like, I don't want to say it was like when you look at who's the boss in Shazam, you could kind of see the wheels falling off, right? This one for Kalinowski and Perry, it wasn't as blatantly obvious, but you could you could feel like I it feels like it's teetering in that direction. And I'm putting my hand over the wound, but the blood is still coming out, if if so ever slowly. And eventually it was just too much to handle. And and Mike, you know, he gets a he gets a five pointer and Again, when it comes when when your life is on the line, you got to hit these five pointers. And I thought it was a pretty tough five pointer. So, um, really, if he could have pulled out, a, I thought I loved his thought process. How he kind of went through in the post match of like could have been this, this or that, and I was going through this. But when AI just doesn't pop up in your brain, it's a tough, it's a tough yeah. miss, and it's a tough loss, tough loss. It it was tough. Um, but do you do you agree that he should be getting the kind of flack that he's been getting online? And on social for, for this match. Yeah. Because I never, I think if you, if you're, if you're a fan who studies this game, who follows this game closely, this upset shouldn't be particularly surprising to you. If a perfect storm has to happen for Perry Nemiroff to win. And it, and it did. It did. Like Mike got new releases for his spin. That's something that, Obviously, P- Perry can steal with probably great accuracy, and she did. Monster movies, I feel like, is is within is tangential to horror thriller, which is more her realm of expertise. So, for her to do as well as she did in that category, did not particularly surprise me. It did surprise me that she wasn't entirely confident. I don't know, you know. So that was, but again, this is her first time back into the game and whatnot. So, but 
I do think Perry is a type of player when things really go your way, then she's dangerous. And Mike is kind of the same way when it comes to the second and third round. First round, I think he, you know, he's a very more than more than a competent first round player, way above average for first rounds. He's had multiple bonus, you know, a perfect first round. So, but when it comes to the second round, I do think there are times where bad luck can strike him, and he can't weather the storm much like uh, a Bibiani could or a Dan Merle could, where it may not be my strength, but I can figure it out. I can limit the damage. And for the most part, I, I don't know that Mike's game, when it comes to the second round, he can he can f- plug those holes when, when they happen for him. So perfect storm happens. He gets a bad you know, second round, and this is what you can get. So I don't know if he should get flack for it, but it's just, you know, a lot of crazy things are happening this year, folks. Like, yeah. let's add this to the list. Yeah, just add it to the list. And, of course, we got the Jericho match. And what was that it? No. We had uh, Chance and David Del Rio, yeah. another yeah. great overtime, match. Another death match. Great match. Great match. Chance Ellison, of course, pulled out the victory. But, I, but you know, as Roxy and Shannon were beefing with one another, I think that, that Roxy had a great point of saying that David Del Rio um, – had nothing to be ashamed of in this match. He hadn't played in what a year. Yeah. Something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And he came out and he was baller. He was great. He, he was phenomenal. He, he took chance to the, excuse me, to the literal limit. Like Becky said, he took chance to the literal limit. I had Mexican food earlier. It's giving me a little acid, acid <laughs> reflux. So I keep, sorry. Um, but yeah, man, I, I thought that that was a great match. I think that David Del Rio next year, he's going to be somebody who gets picked up quicker in the draft than he did prior this year. I, I really do believe that he's going to be somebody who people seek out to be on their team because he's a wealth of knowledge. So if he can just study a little bit more, be a little bit more apt with gameplay and strategy, he's going to do very, very well in this league. Oh, he certainly can. I, I 100%. I think when you saw him in his first like couple matches and you look at his first rounds, you go, yeah, that guy, He's he's got yeah. the base. That, that you really need to be any sort of threat in this league. And it's just, can you put it together um, when it comes to the second round? Can you get that little bit of luck you need in the final round to hit those questions to seal the deal? Um, if, if he, I think becomes more consistent with the game and life permitting, of course, I think he can reap the benefits of more dedication to the game and, and definitely, definitely be someone that, people will have to look over their shoulder for. Because right now, I think he still obviously should give you pause based on this performance alone. And luckily, no one's going to – and not luckily, but unfortunately, this is it for David Del Rio this year. This is it. He's done. And he gave a health performance in in one match, and and that kind of stings, and that that speaks to COVID and all the things that we're going through, right? So, But Roxy was right, though, that people probably would be talking a little bit more about – David Del Rio than Chance, and I think that's okay for Chance, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying there, but um, again, David Del Rio and Chance both real great, and then this match tonight, these, both of these matches were real fun. Obviously, the main event, from a trivia standpoint and an entertainment standpoint, was mm-hmm. a standout. I think that Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy did what they did, but people are going to remember this night for Chris Jericho and Kevin Smith. I think, Frank, that is all we have. Yeah, I think that's all we need to have. So real quick, I want you to tell people where they can find you and follow you. Well, you can find me and follow me on 
Twitter and Instagram, FrankieJ29. Make sure you go over to the Trivia Schmodown Quick Clips channel. There was not uh, an episode of The Dawn of Corruption this past week, but there will be on this following Monday and hopefully every Monday um, after that. But also, you know, again, go send those clips to your friends and family and obviously send them clips of Chris Jericho and Kevin Smith when those come out and all that stuff. You know, let's get this baby rolling. Yeah, and you can find me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. Uh, I check out my interviews, by the way, this week on SEN Live with Joey Fatone from InSync, Jim Belushi, uh, the great Jim Belushi, brother of John, Saturday Night Live alone. He's got a new show called Growing Belushi Out. Go check that out. I got a really special one that I did today, which I'm excited about. I'll tell you Uh-oh. about it, Frank. But um, I actually have to go. I'm about to jump on the Gucci verse. God help me for about 10 minutes. Um, I don't know what's nice about you. to happen. It was nice. I'm real afraid. But I think that we should end this show in a similar fashion to which we started. And uh, we just want to say one more time, our thoughts and prayers with the family of Chadwick Boseman and uh, Wakanda forever. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.